God bless you. We welcome you today to another episode of Kingdom Concepts. I'm Dr. Joshua Bolger, and I'm telling you, you are in for a very special treat. I have one of my dear friends, Reverend James Randolph, with amen. us today in the studio. Uh, man, you you carry a lot of hats, amen. You wear a lot of hats. Uh, he's uh, in charge of the Righteous Preachers Network uh, for Dr. Mark Barclay. Um, and also, he heads up their Partners Plus ministry. He's the director of that, mm -hmm. and... And uh, minister extraordinaire, I mean, you're an evangelist, and uh, you do a lot of work, brother. You got to. The hour's <laughs> short. Amen. <laughs> Wearing a lot of hats causes your hair to get thinned out a little bit, too. I've, I've, worn, I've worn a few. They just they were shaped like this, so I'm growing my mohawk back. Come on. <laughs> well, today, amen, we want to just encourage you. Get yes. ready, amen. We're going to have a wonderful time here in the studio with you. Grab your Bible. Grab a notebook. You want to take some notes. We're going to be taking some time just really to... Pour India and open up our, our hearts today. We're going to be very transparent. Um, today, we're going to be talking about free will. And it's so important that we understand as believers that this gift that God gave every one of us when we were created free will, uh, it's something that he doesn't take back. I mean, whether you know, you're know you living right or living wrong, every one of us have, given, have been given that ability to choose to do anything that we want. Yes. We're just not free to choose the consequences. Yeah. And I think that's where a big part of the, the, the challenge lies. Um, when it comes to um, living your life uh, with God and without, because you, you have a pretty powerful testimony. Yes, sir. And um, what would you say was one of the greatest lows you experienced because of free will? And what is one of the greatest highs that you experienced because of what you did with free will? Man, that's a, that's a loaded I, question. I know, it's, yeah. it's huge. We'll, we'll, we'll we take our time to break it down. Yeah, well, you know, before Christ, obviously, um, I, being raised the way I was, and I don't believe in atheism. Mm -hmm. I preach this, and I'll say this everywhere I go. I, I believe in the Big Bang Theory. Mm -hmm. You know, there was a there was a uh, a sperm and an egg, mm -hmm. and bang, when they came together, there you were. Life began. You know, and that, and that's kind of <laughs> stupid and quirky, but it gets a lot of people's attention because the free will is involved. Yeah. And in the beginning, there was God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. That was in the beginning. That was before you were formed in your mother's womb, and He Come knew on. you. So you know, these people that want to kill babies in the womb, they're 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 messed up in the mind because yeah. everybody believes. And God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, yeah. it's getting this born again. Come on. And so the free will, you know, all my life, I can look back, hindsight is twenty twenty. You can look back in life, and you can always look back and see clearer than what you're looking forward. Yeah. I, I use a dumb analogy of looking forward is like back in the 70s when we could stand up in the back of a truck going down the highway. <laughs> you know, everything got blurry, man. Bugs hit you in the face. and Come on. You know, it, it sounds kind of dumb and quirky, but it's reality. And you're 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 looking at life forward. It's kind of blurry because you're walking by faith. You're trusting yeah. God, um, and and that's where you know in my lows the free will was getting to the place where I was surrendering willfully to yeah. the things of God. Yeah. And and that took a lot of um, rough, dark places for me. You know, obviously being incarcerated from the time I was ten all the way up until I was twenty seven. That's all. That's there's a lot of testimony yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah. But I, I met Christ. I, I, I prayed that prayer over a million times. Mm -hmm. I, I can remember every time I was in the juvenile home. Every time I was locked <laughs> up in, in the back seat. When they put the handcuffs on yeah. you, man, you're you're like Jesus. Please get me out of this. Yeah. I, and and I, I wasn't raised like that. Yeah. And but there's something that in that DNA mm -hmm. that's in you that you know your free will bending that and learning. 
how to walk with God, it, it took me to get to a place while incarcerated, and I wouldn't change that for nothing. Yeah. Um, it, it literally it, it refined me. Mm. It's going through the fire. Yeah. You know, and the free will has to go through the fire to be able to grow. And to get you to the next place, so yeah. sorry yeah. you get me. You hit a nerve there. I'll get fired no, up. No, I'm. Well, you know, it's no, I'm because I'm sure you, every one of us has a testimony, yeah. and it's like uh, I, I think it's getting to that place to where you know, like we heard uh, uh, Minister Elia McNutt last night, where she was talking about that surrender, and I think oh, that yeah. right there is such a. Uh, it, it takes certain things to get you to that place to where you're willing to say, "Okay, God, uh, I give it all to you." Because I'm just like you. You know, we yeah. share a lot of the same testimony in the fact that I grew up always. I grew up believing in God. Yeah. You know, my mom made sure that we knew that that God was real. So I never struggled with believing in Him. It was living for Him, mm. because uh, when when you're in the world and and you're not living for God, it's like you are your best subject, and yeah. and you you look at everything that you do and you're doing it because you want to do it. And the consequences are what destroys us. Yes, you know, uh, and Man. it takes something happening to shift that um, that will inside of us. Because God will never take free will from us, and no more than Satan can take free will from exactly. us. But uh, when it comes to that that uh, that point of surrender, I mean, what was your challenge? Because when when you first got born again, what was what was it like for you uh, breaking out of you know living a life? where you were living for yourself, you know? I mean, what was, what was the greatest challenges when you're stepping forward? Because there might be some people that are watching today that uh, they're at that beginning stage of Christianity and they're struggling with, uh, with that free will and totally yeah. giving themselves over the Lord. What would you say were some of the things that you had to experience uh, in that beginning of your transformation? I had to have somebody around me in my life. You know, there's a man named Jack Maxwell. He's incarcerated. He's been in for he's. And without a miracle, he's never getting out. Mm -hmm. But he was the disciple. He's the one who made a disciple out of me. He walked the yard with me. He took time. He literally learned how to play the acoustic guitar and learned how to worship God to teach me how to worship God. Really? And we would stand on the back 40, and I can't sing for beans. I can't even clap to a tune. You know, I can't, I can't I, you know, <laughs> the, the kids in my church, they're like, I'm up there worshiping God. Give them, and they look at me, they're like, excuse me, can you quit beating? Because yeah. you're messing us up. Yeah, clap, yeah. Throw, but, but Jack walk with me and and I, I look back and I it takes I, I was getting at it, it takes yeah. men it takes men of God to be in your life and people that you can learn to trust because there's a lot of people out there that know the Bible mm. but there aren't a lot of people that walk with God mm. come um, on, come they're, on. They're, I met a lot of people that profess to be Christians but they don't have Christ in them you don't see the love of God prevailing and protruding out of their life and out of their being in every aspect yeah and and even in their downfalls, you know, because the Bible says that a righteous man will fall seven times and get back up. Yeah. I learned early on, Jack taught me, that walking in the righteousness of God mm -hmm. is what it's all about. Amen. See, I, I literally, I remember back in the day on the yard, back in the day when we used to all stand around and hold hands and pray. Mm -hmm. and, and the power of God was so strong, but I didn't know how to pray like they did. Yeah. And so they were teaching me by action. And Jack told me one day you're going to when I squeeze your hand, you're standing next to you, you got to it's your turn to pray cuz I jump over and squeeze this guy's hand yeah. and say it's your turn. <laughs> he said, "No." So I started praying, but my language was still foul. Mm -hmm. I didn't know it. Yeah. 
I was so intrigued and in love with God and the things of God that I didn't know that I was still dropping the F-bomb. Yeah. So I started praying and they all let go of my hand. Oh, <laughs> what are you doing? And they, you can't talk like that. I said, I talk to God all the time like that. What are yeah, you talking yeah. about? And they said, well, they took me over to the Bible and said, we got to learn some things here. And so it's those wow moments of walking yeah. wouldn't change it for nothing. Yeah. Walking with God, you know, and, and coming out of that, I reflect back on how powerful the Word was in my life. Amen. Keeping a hunger and a love for the Word of God is very imperative in the hour that we live in. If you don't, you've got to cultivate that because it's not a feeling. Yeah. Faith begins where the five physical senses leave off. Yeah. And so even when you don't feel like it, you got to dig into the Word of God. You gotta you gotta compile and, and stir up them gifts and you gotta stir up that love for God and that that passion for the for humanity, for the love of God, to keep to keep what God to be able to see what God sees, yeah, you got to stay in His Word. Yeah, I mean, all the time, and, and it takes, you know, because you're already getting ahead of me as far Sorry, as uh, no, no, no. I mean, we're on the same vein, <laughs> man. Uh, you know, as far as with discipleship, because it is so important. Um, you know, because every one of us, again, you know, you start off and and you're always. Uh, free will is kind of like an opinion. Mm. You know, it's your, it's the way that you think something is right, the way that you think something is wrong. I always tell folks opinions are like noses. Yeah. Everybody's going to yeah. pick their own. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but th there's a scripture that... Uh, that was stirring in me uh, before we started this this broadcast today, and it's found in Proverbs chapter fourteen. And, and uh, if you have your Bible, go ahead and grab that. Uh, I want you to turn there, Proverbs chapter fourteen, and I want to read uh, verse twelve, and I also want to read verse fourteen because this this has a lot to do. I know for myself when it came to my beginning, uh, and a lot of the things that I did wrong. This is a good answer for it. It says this in Proverbs 14, verse 12. It says, there is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. And in Proverbs 16, verse 25, it also says the very same thing. Two times in the Bible, it says there's a way that seems right to a man, mm. but it, it's not the right way. Now, if there's a way that seems right, then there's obvious a way that is right. And, and I was like you, when I got saved, I just thank God that he, his love caught me while I was fallen, mm -hmm. you know, to where, I mean, I was rescued, man, I'm, the, the guilt of my sin, the shame of my mm -hmm. sin, the just free, set free. But like you said, it's like I still had some of me that needed to go. Yeah. And that's where others helped me out a lot because I had to come to a place where I realized not everything that seems right is right because there's a lot of people in prison right now that if you ask them man why did you do it they'll say well it seemed right at the yeah, time yeah and there are things that seem right at the time but they wind up costing you dearly and uh and i know for myself it was it was seeking out people in the church that had walked with god before me uh that had history like i said they had come out to where their mouth got saved already their head got saved already yeah. you know but uh i know with you being in charge of the righteous preachers network i mean what a what a huge responsibility um because i know that uh dr mark barclay i, I know how big his network is yeah and you are like uh, his hands extended to so many people not just in the states around the world yeah. um and we were talking about this a little bit uh, this week when, with uh, the time that we had together, how important discipleship is mm. in helping people that seem like they're going the right way, but you know that they're not. How, how important is it uh, for people to have a mentor, to have someone that they're, they're following or someone you know, that's leading them? How important is that 
to the success of you as a Christian, you, you coming out of uh, who you used to be into the person God designed for you to be. How important is it to have those I, people in your life? I don't think you can survive and stay in the right course. You know, a lot. Of, I've met a lot of Christians while incarcerated. Um, I, sh- I shared this not too long ago with my wife when we were ministering somewhere, and, and I said, you know, I was I did ten years in prison, mm-hmm. but I've I've been in the church for thirty years out of prison. Wow! It was more volatile in church than it was in prison. Come on! I mean, I didn't realize this, but you looking back and all the people that stabbed me in my back, all the people. But you you got to learn to trust people at some mm-hmm. point in time. Your yeah. free will, having that free will, you got to test relationships. And I believe I'm sitting here with you today because yeah. God brought you into my life. I got friends like Pastor Jeremy File and Terry Linscott and Dr. David Robinson. But you know, you look at my legacy and in looking back and look at how God set me up coming from prison mm. and because of obedience. Yeah. You and I talk about this all the time because of faithfulness, because of commitment. And sure, you got to be faithful. You know, one thing I pride myself on, pride myself on, and that is with my pastor, I've never lied to him. Amen. I've never given him false deception of anything. God knows my heart. My heart can stand before God pure, and, and, and I can tell you that I've never deceived him. I've never said anything Amen, that would give him anything contrary to my walk in reality. I've always disclosed everything truthfully to him. Amen. And so there's a, there's a freedom in that. And, and so my free will is driven by the fact that he's trusted me with his fathers in the faith. Yeah. I got to spend time with Dr. Roy Hicks and Dr. George Evans. Um, John Osteen called me his grandson. I mean, come on. That's Brother Copeland amazing. comes up to me and says, James, today is a great day to serve the Lord. And I'm like, sir, the fact that you know my name. Yeah. You know, coming from where I come from, you got to keep that heart of gratitude. You got to you got to keep them that that you know, to keep your free will going in the right direction. And obviously the word of God and having people around you like yourself that will sharpen you. I have people around me that were, that are bold enough to tell me the truth. Yeah. Um, when I'm in error, when I need corrected. Um, I even got my daughters right now. I tell them I'm, I'm, I'm putting you in accountability right now to your dad and to God that if I'm, if I'm saying something contrary to what I'm teaching the youth or what I'm teaching preachers Mm -hmm. or anybody, you hear me saying something contrary to the word of God? Correct me. Yeah. I want to be fixed. Yeah. I, I don't know about you, but I want to be right. I want to walk in the righteousness of God. Mm-hmm. I want the benefits. I want see the favor of God can't flow through you and on you and in you, and you can't see the manifestation of God's glory or His word mm-hmm. if you're not doing these things. Yeah, and you, and you know, and it takes uh, it takes having people that love you enough to, you know, to. To give you that wisdom, even when it hurts, you know, the Bible says, you know, uh, uh, faithful are the wounds of a friend and the kisses of an enemy. Mm. And uh, and I thank God for the people that were honest enough with me to tell me, you know, you're wrong. Yeah. You know, and because some people, they, they, they claim to love you, and uh, but they watch you continue to go down a way that's going to hurt you, hurt others, and mm. they don't say nothing. Yeah. And, uh, and then you have those people that are willing to risk the relationship with you. They're willing to for you to get wow. so mad that you want nothing to do That's with them. Well and, and I remember I had a yes. nephew one time that uh, he he came from a, I mean his home life was just it was horrible, and I remember he got saved. He was living with us, him and his brother, and uh, and he he became friends with some kids in our youth group. He was about sixteen, and uh, he came home one day and he he was just real upset and he said, you know Theo, he goes. Uh, and he mentioned this guy that was in our church. He goes, I, I, I caught this this kid smoking, and um, 
he goes, and I just, I, I told him, man, you know, you need to tell your parents, man, you need to, you know, he, he said the guy lied to him at first, said I wasn't smoking, he said, but I know he was, he goes, and, and so my cousin, he, I mean, that's mild compared to the stuff that this kid yeah, had experienced, yeah. but he knows where it leads you. And he just said, you know, he goes, I, I, I love this, I love this guy, he's mm -hmm. my friend. And I remember, you know, as a 16 year old, he went to that kid's parents and told them, hey man, you know, your son's smoking. And, and I remember as a teenager, cause you know, like in, from my neighborhood, I grew up in a neighborhood called the Cachillo, which means the knife. And we were taught, you know, uh, stitches are for snitches, yeah. you know, and, and you have that. And when you have those yeah. kind of mentalities, when you get saved, you know, uh, we were talking about different people that you minister to now yeah. versus what you would have ministered yeah, before yeah. you got saved. But I remember he loved this, this young man enough to risk the friendship mm. to help him stop from going down a way that was gonna lead to other things. Wow, he was willing good. to risk it all so that, because he loved him. Yeah. He said, I'd rather love him and, and lose the relationship trying to help him than to sit back, say I love him, watch him become what I've become. And, that, and it, you mm. know, I'm listening to this and I'm thinking, I'm this is resonating in the aspect of you and I both know that if you don't have the right people in your life, mm. your free will can get scarred. Yeah, it can get it can get calloused. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the the Bible talks about the callousing of the mind. Yeah, or or the heart. Yeah, the heart. And, yeah. and we're seeing it right now. We're seeing so oh, many come people. Come on, listen. I I got miracle after miracle from my tithing. The fact that I'm a tither might raise my daughter from the dead. And you know, people can go and they can say a bunch of junk about tithing, and they can come against all of that. Yeah. But the reality is true. The Bible is true and it's truth. Come but on. we're seeing so many people in this hour, not only with just tithing, but just in some of the, the main principles of the Bible, they're getting off course because they've been callous. Somewhere yeah. along their line, somewhere along the line in their private life, what you do in your private life yeah. will definitely resonate and it'll come out. Yeah. It'll grow because your, your, your fruit will be known to yeah. everybody. It'll grow and it'll start coming out. Um, and I, I believe in this every time. This is the grace of God and the mercy of God that when you have breath, you have an opportunity to repent. Mm -hmm. Staying humble in the presence of God, uh, walking in humility, and walking in what. And if you're in the Word, it's going to be evident. Yeah. I, I, you know, people say they don't believe in prosperity, they don't believe in time, they don't believe in healing, they don't believe mm -hmm. in miracle. Well, you're not in your Word. Yeah. You know, this is Dr. Roy Hicks said one time, James. What do you want? I said, I want to hear the voice of God. And he said, well, read your Bible. I said, sir, I read my Bible all the time. He said, I said, well, what do you, what do you need? I, he, I said, I want to hear the audible voice of God. Mm. He said, read your Bible out loud. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what in the world? But uh, the reality of it is, that's, that, you know, you're, you're getting renewed. You're getting fired up. But if you're not in it to, if I'm not looking in the perfect law of liberty for me, mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to be able to help others. I'm not going to be able to encourage and exhort and, and to build up. And, yeah. and, and my free will is going to be tainted, and I'm going to get off course. Yeah. And if I'm not willing to submit to, to a pastor, my pastor, mm -hmm. and if I'm not willing to listen, listen to brothers that God have brought into my life to sharpen me yeah. and to be able to keep me on course, then you're going to be tainted. And you're going to, you're going to, in your private life, you're going to say, no, nah, they're against me. Yeah. And then you're going to start isolating yourself. Isn't that so true? Mm -hmm. You know, and it's a dangerous thing, man, when you're trying to walk alone. There are no lone rangers in the family of God. Sure. Yeah. Um, and the Bible says that God places, you know, the, the, the desolate in families. You know, God, God knows how to put us in places with people that are going to help bring out the best in us. And, and I know for myself, you know, um, God had to really teach me the value of the, the people that I allowed into my life. Because you'll become like the company you keep. Yeah. And, and when it comes to your life as a believer... 
Um, if you want your life to go in the right way, you definitely need to be in the word of God. Amen. Because you, you're not going to find God's best uh, aside from his word. Amen. But you want to follow people whose life has been in that word. And I, I learned this. I learned that the people that I allow in my life, those are the ones that are voices in my life. Yeah. And I learned that the voices in my life affect the choices in my life. Like and, and is that the truth? I yes. mean, to where you, because who you listen to is who you will listen like. Yeah. And it's like, if, if, if you're around people that are negative, that's, that's what you're going to, all you're going to hear is negative things. Yeah. But, but for me, I thank God that when I got saved, I was, you know, thank God I just wasn't dumb enough to, uh, to, to think I could do it on my own. Yeah. I had to learn how to surrender. And the way that I did was, um, I grabbed a hold of this little nerdy Christian guy that was in our church. We didn't have a lot of men in that church, but that man, I watched him walk a straight line and, uh, and he allowed me to kind of tuck in and just shadow him because I was like, I didn't want to go back to the man I was. And, uh, and, and I learned a lot about getting that surrender in and getting Josh out because, um, you know, I knew that God wanted to use my life to do something. And I knew, man, I can't help people unless I change. And so, God taught me the beauty of submission. God yeah. taught me the, the, the beauty of surrender. And, and I learned, you know, from the Apostle Paul that, you know, you have, um, you have the point of surrender to where it's like, uh, you know, that moment where you met Jesus at the cross, you know, to mm -hmm. where, you know, uh, you've been crucified with Christ, you know, but then you also have uh, the, the act of surrender to where the Apostle Paul said, I die daily. Daily. And daily, it's a choice, man. Mm. Who, who's going to live this day? That's true. You know, is it going to be us or is it going to be the Lord? Mm. You know, and, um, and that can be a challenge, right? It, it, I wake up every day in, in Lamentations chapter 3, paraphrasing 20, 21, 22. The mercies and compassions of God are new every day. Great is your faithfulness. Come on, come on. And I, I'm not looking at Constantine Moyer anymore. You know, I'm looking at, I'm looking at souls. I'm looking at preachers. I'm mm. looking at, you know, um, hurting people people that are prospering, you know, I'm, I'm looking at humanity the way mm. God sees it because the Bible says, and your free will is involved, humble yourself under the mighty hand Come of God on. that he may exalt you in due season. That's right. I, I'm not looking to be exalted, but I'm looking to humble myself under the mighty hand of God. Uh, why? So that I can experience the benefits of God. Yeah. You know, I, I, might, I might not have the finances that most people do. That's okay because I only need what God has provided for me today. Yeah. I'm not promised tomorrow. And if God's going to give me a multi-million dollar operation today and give me cash today, praise God. But if he don't, praise God. Yeah. I'm walking with God. <laughs> and, I, and I'm blessed. I get, to, I get to hang around guys like you and uh, do ministry together Amen. and reach people, reach the lost at all costs and uh, touching lives and changing people around the world, seeing the miraculous healings taking place. Come on. I, you can't change this. Um, I, I wouldn't give this up for nothing. I'm not going to hell for anybody. Yeah, and you know, that, that's the thing that, that's the thing that got a hold of me because I tried walking with God and walking with the world. And again, yeah. it's just when you, it seemed right. Well, I can, mm. I can have, I want to get, I want to go to heaven, but I still want to party. And I remember the Lord bringing me to a place to where I, I had to really surrender. I mean, uh, because I had, I went to church, said a sinner's prayer, and went home, got drunk, and just continued living the way I was. Mm. And um, and I remember for about a year after I said that prayer, it was the worst year of my life, 1992. And I remember uh, during that time when I did come back to the Lord, man, I learned the power of getting free from me, and I learned the power of laying my will down because uh, 
uh, first thing I did was I gathered every friend that would come to my house the day after I got saved, and I told them the same thing that you just said. I said, you know what? I said, uh, I made a decision to receive Jesus Christ last night into my life, and I said, uh, and I'm going to serve him. I said, if you want to serve him with me, I said, man, come, come to church with me. I said, because uh, I ain't going to be no more partying in my house, no more dope, no more drinking. I said, but if you want to serve Ooh. God with me, I said, Come with me to church. I yeah. said, if not, I said, step aside. I said, because I ain't going to hell for none yeah. of you. You know, and you might be watching Come this on. program right now, and maybe you've been in that place to where you, you want enough God in your life to get to heaven, but you're still holding on to a whole lot of what you want. You have to come to a place where you're willing to lay it all down, oh. to where you're willing to say, God, here's all of me, the good, the bad, the ugly. I'm telling you, God will meet you right where you're at. And you, you might say, well, Pastor, I, there's so many things that I have that are going wrong in my life. There's so many areas where I'm off. I'm here to tell you that God loves you right now in the midst of whatever condition you're in. God loves you right now yes, for who you are. And because God loves you right now for who you are, he won't let you stay the way you are. Amen. He loves you. Amen. You, and the Bible says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord, they shall be saved. And I just want to encourage you to call on the name of Jesus yes. today. Just ask him to forgive you. Amen. For everything you've done wrong, invite him to come into your life, to be the Lord of your life and make a decision to surrender your will to him and watch and see. Amen. This great adventure of faith Glory. take off. You're going to have a life you're going to love living. Amen. Well, praise God. Amen. My brother, thank you, uh, thank you so much. Amen. For, for being here. And uh, man, we thank you for being right. our guest today. And uh, we'll see you guys again on another episode of Kingdom Concepts. Blessings to you.